Hey everybody, welcome back to Player to Player, the weekly talk show here at Nerd Northerners where we discuss the gaming news that you don't want to miss out on because if you did, well, you wouldn't be in the know and that's no fun at all. My name is Jake, I'm one of the hosts here at Player to Player and I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host, I've got Danny in the house. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another week, another awesome week. Danny is a lifelong Nintendo fan and he's a avid, a, a avid gamer, loves his games, especially indie games. You can catch him on the Indie Hour every Thursday here. And that's from 9 to 10 as he explores a new indie title that he's purchased. And is it, was it a good decision? That's what he finds out. Wes uh, is a developer. And obviously we get a lot of uh, kind of those those viewpoints and discussions. He's an avid gamer as well. Also used to work in various game stores. So he's got a lot of experience. He's a very smart individual. So it's good having you guys here. Good having you here, Wes. Uh, it's good to be here. Good to be here. Uh, it's nice of you to lie about being smart. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> smarter than me around here, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I hope you guys have been good. It's a Monday, and I know I, I messaged out a little bit late this week. I was like, damn it, you know, I'm catching up. Are you guys still going to do this Monday? It's, you know, it's a holiday Monday, and you guys said you were. And I, I think we like doing this. It's It's a fun little chat we get for an hour. And so we're here, folks, here on, on this Easter holiday Monday with all of you. And you know, there's not a whole lot that went down this week. There's some stuff. There's going to be a whole lot of CD Red and uh, our CD Project Red being talked about. A whole lot of Cyberpunk being talked about. So prepare yourselves for that. And uh, a few other tidbits, especially some best of April Fool's pranks we'll be talking about later on today. Uh, and is everything good there? I think so. Um. Oh, yeah. I just had an error pop up. And is gotcha. everything good there? I think mm. yeah, I said error pop up on me. I was like, huh, what, what was that? That was okay. It looks like everything's good. I think everything's all right. Yeah, everything's good. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's move on with that. And uh, all right, you guys ready to get going with today's stuff? Let's do it. Yeah. All right, the first up, we're going to be diving into CD Projekt Red, as I mentioned. They just got done picking up a Canadian development studio uh digital scape studios based in vancouver has been working with cd project red for the last little bit on uh cyberpunk 27 in the production of it the studio will be, be changing their name and becoming cd project red vancouver and is going to be joining a portfolio of teams that are already there including warsaw krakow and roclaw all i'm assumingly based in poland uh powell's zadoni uh, sorry powell Zawodny, that's a difficult name to announce there. Um, uh, he is the head of production and uh, the CTO at CD Projekt Red, and this is what he had to say on the matter. We believe that the hugely talented Digital Escapes crew is the perfect foundation upon which to build a wider CD Projekt Red Vancouver team. And added by Martin Chady, the head of the Vancouver studio, uh, this is a great opportunity for Canadian developers to get involved with CD Projekt Red's incredible IP and for CD Projekt Red to tap into Canada's deep talent pool and game-making craft. I have to say that picking up a Canadian developer is really good for Canada, especially from CD Projekt Red. Up until Cyberpunk, I was like, everything's CD Projekt Red. I was hype-trained CD Projekt Red. Um, I've been derailed. I'm not going to lie, I've been derailed, and I feel that it's going to take something to get them back on course. I know that's another piece we're going to be talking about in just a little bit here, maybe that, but this is definitely a step in the right direction. I'm going to throw this over to you first, Wes. 
Uh, being a de developer, do you know much about Digital Escape Studios? I don't actually. That was I. I wasn't even familiar with the name. Um, but that's not that's not unusual. There's mm -hmm. a lot of teams that just end up doing a lot of uh, a lot of third party work. If you look through the credits of any game, especially like a Ubisoft game, you know you'll see a bunch of studios that aren't Ubisoft that are that are working on that. Um, I have friends that that worked uh, here in London at various studios. Uh, a couple at just straight up an art sourcing studio that did a lot of work on. Uh, like Batman Arkham Asylum, like they did a lot of the motion capture, a lot of the animation work and that sort of thing. So it's it's not unusual for there to be teams that are just kind of those, you know, they're they're down in the trenches working on the, the stuff and not really getting a lot of the attention. But it's uh, it's always nice when you see, the, you know, the, the developer that they're that they're contracted out to recognizing the talent and recognizing, you know, the work that they do and, and just straight up making them uh, a developer branch of their own. Mm -hmm. I find it interesting that they've gone and picked up uh, this Vancouver-based studio. I mean, it's the first one that, at least, again, assumingly out of the, the names, it's the first one outside of Poland. But they've had collaboration before, so it makes sense as to why they want to go and pick them up. Danny, what are your thoughts on a, a new Canadian uh, studio becoming much bigger than what it was? What do you think that means for game development inside Canada? I think it's uh, honestly. I think it's amazing. I I like to see that you know, um, us as Canadians, we're starting to get more recognizable developers and creators. There's a lot of good teams, and uh, you know, Wes brought it up with Batman Arkham Asylum series. Um, <clears throat> there is the Montreal team that did Bat Batman Arkham Origins, which I I really like, and they were creating a new game that uh, got pushed back. Of course, everything got pushed back, but. Uh, it's nice to see that we're starting to see more developers coming in, uh, especially Canadian-born developers. We, we, like Ubisoft is really great at, at gaming, especially now uh, they've really increased their their um, creative team and stuff, and they're doing some great stuff there. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of small-time uh, you know companies and developers out there that I want to see get that push. So eventually, we're going to start seeing a lot more teams. The more we can create the better uh, word of mouth that comes out of our games. Uh, eventually, we're going to see a huge push. So that's I really I'm really happy to see that happen. For me, especially too, with the shift that we're having in a lot of the landscape in terms of job availability and what those are, I think that it is really good for Canada to be picking up some major, major game development studio support. CD Projekt Red, uh, they've got a lot of big plans, and I think it's going to benefit. Canadians, uh, especially in Vancouver, obviously, but uh, Canadians and Americans too that are uh, here in North America, it's going to benefit them. So it's good for that. And on more some CD, on more uh, Cyberpunk CD Project Red news, uh, that's where we're going to be heading here, folks. And uh, first one we're going to be going into is that Cyberpunk 27's multiplayer has been reconsidered, or possibly delayed or even canceled and this kind of came on comments that were made by uh cg project red and it kind of had to do with their focus going forward um like a strategy update of sorts so kaczynski uh, who is uh, one of the heads at cg project red had this to say previously we hinted that our next AAA would be a multiplayer cyberpunk game but we have decided to reconsider this plan given our new more systemic and agile approach instead of primarily focus on 
one big online experience or game, we are focusing on bringing online into all of our franchises one day. Now, there's not a whole lot that's said there, and that's kind of the, the issue is that they they haven't really clarified as to what was going to happen. So with, with the Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer, it was almost going to be like an entirely uh, separate game. They're almost comparing it on in the likes of a Grand Theft Auto Online or Red Dead Online, something like that, where this Cyberpunk was going to be in, in that category. It's, it's going to be separate from the main game, but now it appears it's been delayed, canceled altogether. It's been at least reconsidered, and um, there are some other things that have been happening recently with Cyberpunk to kind of lean down the alley that maybe, it, maybe they're not going to be pushing Cyberpunk 2077 as much, and that instead of you know, trying to fix Cyberpunk 27, like, you know, fix the image, it's going to be too difficult, so they're almost going to pull an anthem in ways of Cyberpunk 2077, I guess. It wasn't comparable like that. That'd be my comparison thought from uh, articles I, I was reading, but um, I don't know. Danny, what, what do you think? When a game that obviously has had massive, massive repercussions for, you know, what some might call false advertising or, you know, obviously the launch, do you think that something like this is spelling a good fortune for the game, or do you think it's also like you know kind of how I'm thinking in that category of it's they they might be trying to cut their ties and run? I, uh, to be honest, uh, you know we've talked about it for a couple of times the last uh, the last few yeah, month or so, uh, and I, I've always brought up the thing is like you know with the false advertising and the game being so. Uh, completely destroyed, especially for players of the console versions. Uh, and, you know, even with the PC stuff, no, I think, to be honest, the company is going to cut ties. Uh, today was actually the first time where one of my friends actually talked about how they wanted to go back and play um, Cyberpunk. And it's just one of those things where it's just like, I, I, I don't see them ever fixing or doing anything to make uh, cyberpunk better i think what they're going to do uh is they're going to cut the ties they're going to hopefully move on and try and get away from that bad criticism of their game and hopefully with their next project that they got uh, whatever it comes down the road for them they, they're going to really try and not get the same mistake that happened with this one so i to be honest i think it's dead in the water Real quick, K in the chat says I look extremely bloomy today. Yeah, I was mentioning that before stream too. I'm I'm all blown up, lighted up like a Christmas tree over here. And you, gonna... you put your hands out like to the neck, to the side of your face though, and it fixed it. For, I know for that second. You I know it looks not like that. Let's see. I'm gonna do it again. Yeah, see there if you it... go. Just yeah, no, totally natural. Yeah, that's, yep. there you go. That's the sort all of right. thing a human does. All right, so I guess I, I got to talk like this for the rest of the show in order for yeah. my face to be picked up. Anyone asks, it's just like, it's just this flame oh. on the side of my face. That's awesome. No one's seen Clue. That is so weird. I don't know. I got to pull this closer. Is that what it wants? Is it, do you want closer to my face? Do you want, what, what, what do you want out of me? What do you want? But uh, another comment here by Kane. I almost had no problems with Cyberpunk. I think people are being too hard on CD Projekt Red as people have forgotten that The Witcher 3 had a really shitty launch as well. I think people are forgetting that. He's not wrong that it had a really shitty launch. It wasn't like this though. Yeah. yeah. So like that that you still can't buy that game digitally on on the PSN. Well, that that was my next. That's actually what we're going to talk about next here. Or uh, we, we can drag this in just a moment. But what? So I wanted to get your thoughts. Um, 
back on on this multiplayer what, what do you think when obviously you know you being a developer you know when, when when the word is hey we're no longer working on you know working on this big part you know what, what do you think that means for their continued work on cd on uh, cyberpunk do you think that they're going to try and go the same route as the witcher 3 where there's going to be these massive dlcs or do you think that they're quietly just trying to move on at this point fix it and move on I I think maybe there I I could see them scaling back. You know I know that there was talk about you know we'll have a a big DLC out at this point in time and that sort of thing. I could see maybe like plans beyond the first one maybe getting a little hazier as we kind of move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, they just dropped a pretty massive patch uh, about a week ago um, that just it, it it supposedly fixed just a goddamn litany of issues. Some really funny ones that I wish I'd had a chance to try out uh, while I was, you know, before it updated. Uh, one of my favorites in there was just it being, if you were crouching and under something and then you jumped, the camera would flip upside down. Um, I thought that was really awesome and I wanted to see it. Um, and then just some silly ones like, hey, like we, we fixed the spelling of Night City on one of the signs because it was spelled wrong. Right. You know, and I, I get there's so many assets in that game. I see how it slips through. I I have trouble seeing how the artist misspelled Night City in the first place. But that, that you know, there's there's lots of really goofy, funny ones in there. But could you blame that on the fact that they were time crunched and all the allegations of time crunching? I mean, if you're if you're one of those digital artists and you're on your 16th hour of the day or 12th hours, 13th year. I know when I'm on my 12th or 13th hour of, of doing shit, I'm like, you know what? We, you know, there's not a whole lot going on upstairs. It's, you know, I'm, 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 it's things have really started to wind down and yeah, like a lot of those I'm sure are 100% tied to, Hey, we were working every day for 14, 15, 16 hour days, you know, like that, that, that's how this shit happens, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, that I mean that that all being said, I I I could see this having a pretty massive impact further down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, just be just the amount of time that they've got to spend fixing this game. Yeah. You know, this this game launched in December, and it's now April. Mm-hmm. Like, it, should they have just delayed this game like six more months, and just said, hey guys, like, yeah, I know we announced it a million years ago, but you know, we promise not to do that again, and let's just kind of go forward from that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope they turn it around. I do want to go back and check out this update and see if it's, see if it's better. I, I certainly... I didn't encounter any crashes, but that game definitely had some interesting, you know, just weird bugs of animations going into T-poses, uh, things not syncing up, anything mm-hmm. being held in hands, just not syncing up to what the person was. Oh, that was one of the bugs that was fixed, was a dude urinating, and when he walked away, the the pee was still going. No. Yeah, they fixed that. Oh, man. Um, you know, just, just lots of stuff like that. And yeah, they're not huge, bad issues that are like, oh my god, you know, like the one where the you know the game save got too big and it would corrupt itself and then you couldn't continue to that save anymore. You know, they're not all like that, but they start to add up. They start to wear on you. Like everywhere I was going, it was like, yep, there's another bug. There's another bug. There's another bug. 
and it's every game has bugs yeah you know but you're not supposed to be encountering them every goddamn you know minute of every play session you know like yeah. that, that stuff just starts to wear on you after a while where it's like okay i'm just and this is what happened to me with that game is i was like i'm just gonna go play another game i yeah you said i, I can only bugs. feel like i'm qaing a game for so long before i'm like i i want to actually play something yeah, got a couple comments in chat too. Uh, Kane says difference from the uh, with the launches is that CD Projekt had fucked up the PR for Cyberpunk. The actual games are roughly the same in terms of fuckness. Ryan also uh, trips in here with, I haven't played because I planned from the start on playing on PS5 and I haven't bought one yet. From what I can think, but uh, what, what from what I can tell, I think you're right. People on last gen platforms got pretty hosed, but PC and new gen players seem to have a few bugs, but honestly, nothing that bad I've seen it. And that is true that PC and new gen players have not had those glaring or as glaring of issues as compared to uh, previous gen owners where, you know, if you had an Xbox one or PS4, yeah, you were, you were getting pretty, pretty shafted. Um, yeah. And, 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 and Kane's right. Like it, it, it's messed up in a lot of ways, but it, it you know, on, on, pc it's it's pretty similar you know it's 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 not that same level of messed up and yeah i mean the 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 pr like they they launched a game that was not playable on the platform they launched it on you know like i have an original xbox one i didn't play it there but it doesn't sound like that would have been a pleasant experience in any goddamn way or in in any way worthy of a 90 dollar price tag or whatever the fuck Eighty dollar price tag that game had, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then I went from Brian here. I almost wonder if the right marketing strategy these days isn't to just say nothing about your game until it's almost ready to ship, and then drop a surprise announcement five or six months out from release rather than during development. That's something we've talked about here too a couple times. Is like that finding that sweet spot. Like, what is what is you know obviously you know with the fiasco that happens with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. A game that's in development for seven, eight years that you've been talking about and touting, and when it finally gets here, flops. I mean, like flops in terms of launch flopped. Uh, you know, the the reception was poor from those people that were, were suffering and still are suffering issues. You know, do you pull a Super Mario All Stars where you're just like, oh hey, by the way, in two weeks we're launching this game, and then in six months you can't get it anymore. No, don't uh, do that. Don't do that. You don't. You didn't like that, Wes. You didn't like that, Wes. I don't like. I don't. I don't like that at all. I. I do agree. Like. Like. I. You want to talk about the game? Like the the excitement from the developer side is, is is massive. Like you you really want to share this game with the world. And on top of that, like you get to you get so close that you can't necessarily see that you know maybe you're you're kind of drifting off track you know you you kind of need that that feedback as well of like oh yeah okay that, that people are responding to this we are on to something we're on the right track like it, for a game like this if you don't mention it until like three four months before it's out you're running a pretty big risk as well of being spending all this money and being completely off the mark and not yeah. have, not have known about it you know like it's 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 a it's a tricky sort of you know line to to walk there i i honestly feel like like games would benefit from doing what movies do like you know the movie's coming they don't really hide that all that much you know you know the cast that's going in as as things are coming on you start you start to see behind the scenes stuff you know i i feel like games would do better to be a bit more transparent about what's going on rather than 
big flashy CG trailer radio silence for a year. You, you know, like then it's and then big flashy CG trailer nothing for six more months. You know, like it, I don't think it really hurts you in any way. A lot of devs have community managers. Do that outreach to those communities. Yeah. You know, get that. You don't have to reveal all the information. You don't have to do all that. But like, hey, a screenshot here, a little little trailer here. Not even trailer. Just like, here's a video of like a quick little thing that we that we were working on. What do you guys think? You know. But Something. It's so, there's so much secrecy. There's so much. Well, we got to hide the secrets because someone will steal it from us. Yeah. One last. So it's unfortunate. One last comment here, then we'll move on. Uh, Kane also mentioned, and this was back on the uh, the bugs. Uh, also, all I'm going to say is Bethesda gets away with it. Mm. Not in my book, they don't. No, fuck that noise. I Bethesda, I, he's absolutely right. Bethesda gets away with it. How many fucking times have you heard, these games are really big, they're really complex. Fuck that noise. That's my argument. I love them. <laughs> like, fuck that. They have been getting away with that, with that fucking bullshit line for fucking years. Other teams, like, fucking Nintendo came along and was like, hey, we put out an open world game. It's like Skyrim, only it's Zelda. There's no fucking obvious goddamn issues in that game. Like, there's, yes, there's obvious, there's fucking bugs, but there was no fucking, like, here's Link's head flipping upside down. Like, fuck. Yes, uh, he's absolutely right. Bethesda gets away with this bullshit. Yeah. This is fucking Bethesda. I, I, I will say, Bethesda. it, it is known, it is known that bethesda the bethesda bugs and uh you know I, I feel there's i feel there's another uh slogan of a company out there that uh that does well it used to be used to be the blizzard polish and you know you, you knew that game was being delayed until it was ready to come out yeah yeah but when it came out like well, I mean, they polished it, that thing up so nicely, and now you couldn't find any uh, bugs. Now, you you be you be go looking for so bugs, sure. right? Not with I'm the not so sure about Blizzard either. Right, the recent Warcraft three, and uh, like Starcraft two is still super fucking popular, and yet they announced that they're done supporting that fucking game. I know, and I don't get it because I love my Starcraft. And where's my Starcraft three? Like fuck. I need my StarCraft I, I mean, three. That's that. Yeah. Guess what? So you'll you'll get StarCraft three, and then two years later you'll get StarCraft four, and then two years later you get StarCraft five, and that'll bring on another dev team. And every year you'll get a new StarCraft, but it won't be StarCraft six, seven, eight, nine. It'll they'll have to rename it to something different, like you know, Zerg. StarCraft Rush rebooted. Or, you know, Terran Sun or something, some bullshit, just so they <laughs> don't realize it's the fifteenth fucking one in eighteen years. Fuck Activision while I'm on the subject. Yeah. 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 Because Activision's great. We all love Activision. Oh, no. Fuck. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on here. We got a couple more things. One of the other things that uh, Wes had mentioned there, again, we're going to stick on CD Projekt Red for a second because this is kind of pretty big news. Is that, yeah, they're still not on the Sony website. And that in a recent investor call, they said that it's pretty much up to PlayStation as to whether or not they get to return. And so, I mean, this one's going to be pretty quick for us because it's, it, I mean, it's pretty much very, like, that's what it is. That's the news. It's not a big debated topic. But I just want to ask to, uh, Wes, I'll throw it to you first here. What do you think is in the mind of Sony right now? Do you think that they are trying to make an example out of CD Project Red and Cyberpunk 2077? 
or I mean, like at this point in time, it's still on the Xbox store for sale. Mm-hmm. They've gone and put through all these patches and updates to fix it, and yet still Sony is like, Mm-mm. what gives? What gives? I mean, honestly, it, and this is just me just thinking out loud. Like as you were as you were saying it, it it's something that that occurred to me. Um, we still don't have any news on next gen versions of those. PS5, Xbox Series S, Series X, like there's there's there it, the game is supposed to come out to those platforms, but there's been no talk about that release. Um honestly from Sony, like if you have an idea of when that's coming out, like say end of this year or uh, middle of next year or whenever, like do you maybe just keep them off the PS4 store until the PS5 version is out and then just only have the PS5 version available on the the store. But then you're kind of alienating but but then you're alienating so many people on PS4. I mean, sure, but they're they're how much shit are you going to have to deal with with people wanting refunds on that game, right? Like and that's it too, like there's so many people that went in and wanted those refunds back. That, yeah, and I mean, it's CD Projekt Red threw them under the bus. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not forget about that. This is if if Sony is like, no, fuck you guys. Like, they they have a reason for it, and that mm-hmm. that it was CD Projekt Red promised them something that was up to Sony. There's a contract at the end of the day. It's not a, oh, I just get to make my game. It's like, oh, you're putting your game out on my system. That's fine, but there's you, there's you some standards. To... Yeah, there there is there is an agreement made. If you want to put out a game on on Sony or on on PlayStation or or Xbox or an uh, the Switch, like you can't just do it. Mm-mm. You know, you you have to get in contact with those platform holders. There has to be a conversation, something discussed. Yep. Can't just be. Yep. So. And I mean, you don't need to call up like Jim Ryan or anything like that. But you know, there are Sony representatives who are there to to do developer outreach and that sort of thing like the these are the people you need to talk to so it's it's you know it's not just a case of hey i want to put out a ps4 game i got this game running on my pc here you go here's a build like, yeah you know no you get, got to run this thing on a dev kit there's cert involved you know there's all sorts of shit involved in this well I, i'm you know have to make sure the button mapped you know the buttons are mapped and i mean yeah i mean i can only imagine that they there's have- there's so much more to it than just simple copy paste and all oh, you just get to like, it. Like certification has all sorts of shit. Like if you're a, a game on a disc, like what happens if you just yank the disc out of the system while you're playing it? Yeah. You know, your game needs to needed to handle that on old systems. Like what happens if a controller does, comes disconnected? There are certain rules. Like you'll notice that anytime your battery dies for a game, they all display the same message. Please reconnect your controller. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's always phrased the exact same way, and it's because Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft all require it to do so. Yep. You know there there's no there's no options around that, and if it doesn't do those things, doesn't pass cert, doesn't go out the door. So, yeah. Kane has one more comment here coming in. I also, I'd also heard that COVID had a massive part to play in the shitty console ports. They didn't have the console dev kits at home, making it considerably harder. It definitely plays. It definitely played a part. Um, I, I, 
certainly would would say that it it, it I, I wouldn't say that it didn't. The amount of crunch that they were doing and, and having to do any COVID stuff, I don't know what their situation was. If they were working from home, if they were not working from home, um, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, you you only have so many dev kits. You're not going to have every every programmer doesn't have a dev kit on the their uh, on their their desk. You know, you only get so many uh, because they're expensive. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you, you give it to the leads. You give it to the ones that are going to be doing the most work with the the uh, with the game running in the, the 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 actual device environment. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that that can absolutely play a part, especially if you know I'm a developer working from home and there's some issue with something I did, and it only happens on the platform. Well, now someone else has to do that. You know, and that takes them time to kind of get up to speed with what the hell I was thinking when I wrote that thing. You know, that's it's it's not an easy thing to just like flip over and do. Danny, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, uh, Kane brings up a lot of good things. You know, about COVID being uh, being one of the beneficiaries, uh, benefactors, I should say, it's not beneficiaries, benefactors of you know of the game having troubles and not being able to uh, to do a, a proper game. Um, you know, and it's true. Like the the pandemic has affected everything. It's it's screwed up everything. Um, but going back to you know Sony not having the game on the PSN anymore, uh, especially uh, for the PS4, because like Wes and you got and you were saying, Jake, the the um, the new console versions are not out yet. There there we don't know when they're coming. If they're coming, I think at this point we probably won't even see them coming. Uh, if it's if the the bad thing is still surrounding the game itself. I don't think that Sony and Microsoft are going to bother to 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 bring out an, uh, a console, a PS5 or uh, an Xbox Series X version. Uh, if they do, I'll be really shocked. But they're going to have to do a lot of fixing up before that can happen. Uh, but like going back with how you know it's not on the PS4 right now, but it's on the Xbox. Um, and Wes hit hit uh, my thing on the. Uh, uh, on the nail, it's basically Sony is sick of doing refunds for people. That came out as a Christmas game, and it was you know the hype and everything. A lot of people really wanted it, and of course, a lot of people uh, don't have a high end PC, so they have to get the the PS4 and the Xbox ports. Uh, and you know, when you get a new game, you're not expecting it to be that unplayable, and it's one of those things where it's just like I. I compared it a lot to what happened back in the 80s with E.T. on the Atari. Basically, it was all hyped up, it was ready to go, and it was the hottest selling game of Christmas, and it was a complete disaster, and that's what happened with uh, with um, Cyberpunk. So, it's one of those things, if Sony is smart, they'll hold it off until they can get uh, the game fixed, if they're planning to get that game fixed. Uh, but as of right now, there there really is no point for sony to be wasting space with it on their store it's not going to sell because people already know how bad it is it has you know it has um all the people wanting their their money back for who haven't who's purchased it before it was taken off so my opinion sony is doing the right thing keep it off because it does not uh, make any sense keep it on the store if it's going to be a complete disaster i'm still surprised that xbox still has it on the store which is really shocking <laughs> Yeah. And 
as to me like, like xbox has it on and playstation doesn't so I, I i feel that there there has to be more that sony is 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 doing and and i i kind of i think along the lines of of, of west there and his thinking is that sony's like hey you know what like you you stiffed me uh, i'm gonna stiff you back and and this kind of i mean i i didn't even thought about that first west where you mentioned that their you know their xbox series uh version and the playstation 5 version have not been released yet i don't even think that there's necessarily like any kind of upgrade beyond like what the systems natively do for backwards compatibility i don't i don't think there's any like texture uh like higher res textures yeah. or anything like that in the game when you when you play it on a ps5 or a series x yeah i, I really do wonder if if what they're going to be doing with cyberpunk 27 is kind of accepting their losses accepting what's happened fixing the game to a state that it's playable and then whether or not they're going to to move on from it or if they're still going to put out the two big dlcs that everyone's kind of thinking they're going to do that they did with the witcher and uh yeah, a couple other comments from chat real quick here we got uh Kane saying haven't played the game through to completion for any patches saying the game is a complete disaster is kind of extreme rough sure very rough yeah complete disaster nope yeah i definitely wouldn't say it's a complete disaster but and, and, and again i'm a huge cd project red fan and i was i was high pumping everything and it's it's just a floundering of, of them misstepping and again like kind of what's been highlighted in the chat they're like Kane said to devs equals guys getting shat on by suits who have little idea of the product they are selling. Like, is that not a common theme repeated over and over again in the movie industries and the gaming industries where we see people that should not be making decisions about this content because they don't know the people that the content is for as well as the people that are making the content, right? Look at the Justice League recut that we just had. Right? That's a, that's a pure example, right? Um, so, I mean, oh, it's uh you know, and i mean game developers get get shafted the most on this where the concept is brought forward to you and uh you know it, it gets changed or i guess the, the justice league is probably not a good example because that one was a little bit different but um i know that the wonder woman director uh i, I know she's had issues and i mean it, it's repeated like you, you hear it from developers and directors all the time where like they they, they have this idea and the xx go yeah but like does your movie have a kissing scene in it but but my story is about like space cowboys yeah but we we need a kissing scene because according to our analytical data here uh, there's a viewership of about really like that right right when when the husband's watching the movie with his wife we need the wife to be able to watch the movie with the husband so there needs to be a kissing scene like it's it, it's that kind of like outdated thinking that that is applied to, to some of these and and, and yeah i mean it, it's a real shame that like the and in, in the developer case, you've got people in suits who are willing to put a game out when it's not ready. And I feel for the developers the most at CD Product Red because they obviously had a passion behind this game. It was supposed to be a great game. It it is still going to be a great game, but like that that day one launch, you know, I think for every developer, CD Product Red sucked, right? And and, and that I mean, shouldn't be the feeling. Yeah. Like I feel I I, I get the feeling that it's supposed to be one like the best day it's launch day woo! it's success success not oh lord we're drowning and we're stressed and we're tired and i don't know, like like there, there's allegations of crunch time and all this right the lead dev at cd product r apologized and said do not blame the devs pleased right as i came to send the chat there and again it's like it's 
it's not the devs it's it's you've got you've got people upstairs that are making decisions and you know it's the wrong decisions at, at, at various times i mean again like activision like we you know we shit on activision and you know it's like a not whole of activision because it's you know all the developers at activision they're trying to just make really cool games and then you've got these big wigs upstairs who go well we need another call of duty for the 13th year in a row because we said so i mean it's hard to argue with them because they sell so fucking well but like i don't know it's but uh yeah i mean yeah i mean it's <sighs> like it's it's common right like that game went out the door and the like it, the, the 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 developers the the programmers the artists qa they knew what that game was like they knew the state that that game was and and i i would never accuse them of not vocalizing that yeah. they i am positive 100% positive that they said that that they said this game is not ready. Yeah. You know, when when this uh CD Project Red uh CEO came out and said like none of these bugs came up in testing, I was like, they fucking did. They absolutely yeah. fucking did. Yeah. QA told you and you decided it was okay yeah. to launch with them. Like like I said, every game launches with bugs. There is there is a thing called a known shippable. Like we are okay to ship with that. Yeah. I'm because sure, it's, it's minor. It's like uh like it's so fucking minor of like oh this this text box is kind of off center or the text in the text box is kind of off center or it cuts off you know a little lower than what we want or maybe mm-hmm. a little longer than we want or something like that and it, like that shit happens like that that's always going to be in there but but yeah this this game went out the door and everyone that had been hands on working on the game they knew what was coming yeah like and and they couldn't do anything about it because it's not their decision and i mean we and brought up the worst part sorry and we also brought up before too that uh a lot of the footage and things we were seeing like a lot of the press releases was not being done on current gen consoles so i mean it's just it's just more questionable things like you, you guys were hiding this like you guys are purposely not putting out content that was showing current gen playthrough of this you're showing the pc versions and like the hopeful xbox series and playstation 5 versions again it's just and the devs had no control over that. It's not. It's not developers. So and can, yeah, again, they, makes a you have no say in that sort of thing when you're when you're just a programmer when you're just an artist. You don't have that kind of say. Yeah. Uh, Kane it's, also. It's unfortunate. I feel for that team. I really yeah. do. Like uh, those those people working those roles. Hundred percent. Kane, another point that you touched on is uh, I love Warcraft three and I bought Warcraft refunded. I threw that shit right back at Activision. And again, like that's like I also refunded. Yeah, that game. there's a lot of people that bought it. And it's like, what the hell is this? Like this isn't yep. there's it's no not bl- the game they told me it was going to be. There's no Blizzard polish. Where is that Blizzard polish? Like like what I remember Blizzard being is not what Blizzard is now. And like that's sad. It it just reminds me of BioWare too. Like BioWare used to be so great. I mean, you know, that, that when had... creep has been coming in that the, there's been people talking about that for a number of years now of like how how deep is this going to get more and more involved in what blizzard is doing um my my understanding of initially when when activision kind of stepped in is that the um the blizzard was pretty much in the same like they were pretty much that independent entity like yes okay they were owned by activision but you know it was called activision blizzard for a reason 
you know, it probably a bit of marketing, but also like to to sort of emphasize that that point of like, hey, oh, Blizzard's think, okay. operating under its own thing. Don't worry about you know, Blizzard is going to have the time to do as they do. Um, and that's started to slowly chip away. You know, like we we've seen that slowly chip away. Did you really think that we'd get a, an announcement of an Overwatch two? what three years after overwatch came out mm -hmm. like, i i would have never thought that you know not not blizzard's mo got one more comment here from brian and we'll move on to another topic mm -hmm. he says uh I, i've said to a few people that as much as i do want to try out the video game one of the things that cyberpunk did the most for me was awaken interest in trying out the pen and paper game Which, yeah i'm assuming the pen and paper game of of cyberpunk but uh yep yeah it's uh it's good at least it, it, it was able to bring that out and uh well let's move on here we got that's, that's a whole lot of cyberpunk news today but hey, you know what I, I, that's, that's what it all comes down to as well is uh is that that's what's in the news it's cyberpunk so we're gonna talk about uh another one here uh obviously danny this one is not going to be a conversation for your heart what's that? but it's <laughs> It's about digital games and how digital games are on the rise and more than ever before. I mean, it's, I gotta say this, but it, one I thought. It, oh, I'm going to do that one next. <laughs> that one's coming next. It's that one's coming next. That one's coming next. I was like, what? Yeah, that's me, I'm yeah. That one's coming next, but none of these words are Mario. No, no, this is, the rise of digital gaming and the death of physical games. And I, I want to say this before I send it to you, Danny, because this is just my view. Having worked in a game store for uh, the past nine years, I was a hardcore, dedicated physical game player. Everything about all my purchases, I, I was very, very, very much behind the physical gaming. And up until the last, I would say probably six months to eight months, as I just, I took a seat back and I looked at things from a greater scope because when I did that, right? Like for instance, I'm a, I'm a big Ubisoft fan. Ubisoft is one of my favorite gaming studios. I love the Assassin's Creed series. I love the Far Cry series. And those are just kind of games that I get into, okay? So, with Ubisoft, I would get the gold edition for Assassin's Creed and Far Cry every year when they come out. And it just so happens that this year, there was going to be two of them. Now... Two gold editions? Mm. Or, uh, or, or Far Cry? Uh, Far Cry and Assassin's Creed, sorry. Okay, okay. So, the Assassin's Creed launched in November. Far Cry was supposed to launch in February this year. It's now launching, I think, in... April or, Mar or May, June, one and three, uh, something like that. Um, so between November and February, I would have spent two hundred and eighty or two hundred and seventy nine ninety eight plus tax Canadian. Comes up to about three thirty Canadian for two games. Okay, two games, gold edition, etc. I get a nice disc. I get to put it on my shelf, and it gets to, I get to play it. And so that's 330 Canadian or 
I looked at my other option. Well, what's the other option I had? And the other option I had was to get the Uplay, which is now called Ubisoft Connect. They changed it. And that was $19.99 Canadian per month. And it's a subscription. And so as it sits right now, it is April. And I have paid $120. No, sorry. I've paid $140 for you guys. I subscribed one month earlier to replay Assassin's Creed Odyssey on PC. So for $20, I got to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey Gold Edition on PC. Now it's in October. So I've paid since then $120 so far for the Assassin's Creed Gold. Right? And that's where I'm sitting right now in, in the year. So kind of kind of on pace. If I hadn't also started playing Watch Dogs 3. Because it's free to play now that I have Ubisoft Connect. And so now between those three games and the gold edition contents that are on Watch Dogs 3, even if I wasn't going to buy Watch Dogs 3 day one, I was not going to buy Watch Dogs 3 because I wouldn't have had the money to play it, to, to afford it. But now I, with the pass, I'm able to play it. And that total would have put me at 300 and, uh, oh yeah, that would have put me at, uh, sorry, like 410? Carry the one. 410, 420 plus tax, right? Yeah, 420 plus tax Canadian to get the three gold editions if I was to have gone that route. So, and that's just you, you play. And then I'm looking at Game Pass, and again, I, I'm a little, little bit late in terms of, uh, in terms of this. But I recently got it set up on my wife's, or on my Xbox. My game, my my account is now the home account for my Xbox, and my wife plays on that Xbox. That's what she mostly plays on. I play on the PC, and we're able to play Star Wars Squadrons now that it's on EA EA Pass. I'm able to play it on my PC. She's able to play it on the Xbox because she's using her account, but using my Game Pass subscription on the Xbox to play Squadrons there. I'm using my Game Pass Ultimate subscription on the PC to play it here. And again, like that's a $54.99 game that I don't have to buy. And I and I've been waiting for it to come on Game Pass because I didn't have I didn't want to buy it. Right? And I'm not feeling. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I, I read chat real quick. There's a chat like, like, what's going on? But uh, no. So, I, so I mean, and now what I'm looking at, and my and the game pass has cost me 17 bucks a month, and so now I went. I was like, okay, so I got both my kids playing two games now. So Talia is playing Super Super Lucky's Tale, and Arya is playing Zoo Tycoon, and both of them are having tons of fun playing that, and. I'm just like, I used to spend so much fucking money on games, hundreds of dollars on physical games every year. And I just, I sit here and I don't see it anymore. I'm sorry. I don't, Danny, I'm sorry. I don't see the justification in dropping top dollar on all these physical games all the time when there's just a pass there. And like, I never, ha I, I was talking to, um, 
I was talking to somebody about this the other day, I can't remember who, but I said, I'm never going to buy another Xbox game because Halo Infinite's going to be on Game Pass. The new Fable's going to be on Game Pass. Like everything is going to be on Game Pass. That's Microsoft. I never have to buy a Microsoft game ever again. Done. Conversation's over. I now never have to buy any Bethesda game ever because that conversation's over. And the only like thing that would be different is if they go and take this title and pull a Disney Plus and be like, this is the early access edition, right? Which is completely possible that this could be the road where they go. And it could be. But up until that point, I have, I have been converted over to the digital side of things. And I'm, I, I don't know if there's a way back. Danny, I'm going to hit you with this now. What, yeah, so- what do you think? Uh, the physical industry needs to do to kind of keep pace? Or do, or do you think they need to do anything? Do you think that n- nothing needs to change? What do you think? I, to be honest, I, I don't, really don't think nothing needs to be changed. Um, you know, sure, uh, for me, personally, compared to you guys, I, uh, I only go and buy the games that I really want. I don't really waste uh, money on games that I'm not sure of. Um, so I, I do my extended research on what I'm buying, uh, and uh, sure there was once or one, you know, there's been a couple of times where I've bought in games um, that you know friends have recommended that I didn't personally like. So uh, of course I resell it and and buy something else that I like. I'm a huge supporter of, of physical media. I've said it multiple times here. Mm-hmm. Nobody nobody finds it shocking how much I actually like physical. I hate digital. Um, I I buy digital games like I don't have Game Pass. I don't uh, I don't I don't own PlayStation. I don't own uh, an Xbox, and I don't really PC game because I never really inter- was interested in PC gaming. Uh, so for me, it's one of those things where I just focus on one system. And that's my thing. Uh, but like like I said, for for me, I don't have first of all the time to play uh, as many games as as I, I possibly want. I wish I could, but I can't. Um, and like I said, I, I focus on just making sure that I purchase the game I really want. Uh, and uh, uh, for me, like throughout a year, I don't spend as much as an average person would just because I'm more controlled. My uh, The most money I actually waste is on uh, on movies and stuff. That's that's where I, I basically buy a Blu-ray every two weeks or every week. Uh, but like with, with gaming, it's very different. Uh, I, I just find that for me, like, I, I like to know that something will always be in my hands and not just be playing for the rights of it. Uh, I like that uh, I can look at my collection on my shelves and be like, wow, this looks beautiful. I, I'm an artist. Like, I, I love the visual look of stuff. I love seeing the covers. I love seeing, uh, you know, that... I, I love seeing that stuff. So for, for me, personally, like, uh, I purchase digital games for my show, The Indie Hour. Mm-hmm. Though the thing is, I'll never pay over twenty dollars for a digital game. That that's how I set myself. Uh, basically, you guys know that with the uh, with Indie Hour, I I basically go through the eShop and I see which games are on that sale that week, and I choose one that I thought was was good. Sure, there have been some duds, uh, but a lot of the games that I've picked have been really great. Uh, but they've all been under that twenty dollar range. Uh, I posted earlier on social media that uh, that with um, 
what is it? Uh, Doom Eternal is on sale. It's like fifty percent off. Mm -hmm. uh, it's thirty nine ninety nine on the eShop right now. And I really want that game. I was hoping that there would be a physical release. They basically it was going to be, and then eventually they came out and said that it was just going to be digital download. That pretty much killed me right there. I I basically gave up. I didn't really care on playing it anymore. Uh, and then I saw that you know that thirty nine. I was like, you know what? I might try and get it, but I just I. I just can't see that there there isn't there's no thing for me to to purchase it. I like like Kane is here right now. Uh, he goes that uh, I feel this isn't an argument; it's a personal preference, really, and that's one hundred percent. That is my perf personal preference. I have said it before, and I'll say it again because I love saying it. Once something goes all digital, it's pretty much that's where I end it. I, I'm purely physical, and I love knowing where my money goes. Uh, you know, we, with especially with Sony, the, uh, with what they've uh, said with the the PS3 store, the PlayStation Vita store, the PSP store mm -hmm. all shutting down, uh, and people, I, I've been reading like stories of people like spending like hundreds and hundreds of dollars getting those titles. Uh, most of those titles you can get, you can get copies, except for some of the very rare games out there. But you can get some of those PS uh, PS1 games for five bucks, ten like. At a at a used store, it's just a thing. It, for me, I I don't I don't need to. Like I have a couple of games that were free that I got when my brother had his PS3. But other than that, yeah, it, my like Kane, uh, you know, I said it. It's my personal preference, and I just I can't stand digital. That that's like my thing right there. No, I I, I know that you know it used to come to my store all the time when I worked there, and. Mm -hmm. uh you know, I'd always see you, you know, my store did both. I get sold movies in and it sold games and I see you picking up both and browsing both. And I know exactly how much of a physical collector you are. And and to me, like, to me, it used to mean the same thing. And and, and I don't really, I don't really know where along the way that I kind of, you know, I just, I, I kind of lost my desire to pick up physical because like, I just, again, like when I'm sitting back looking at things like my gaming bill for this year, between Game Pass and between Ubisoft Connect, uh, it's under five hundred dollars this year, <laughs> and that's covering <laughs> that's my live subscription, which that alone used to be one hundred twenty bucks a year, right? Or, or, or yeah, sorry, sixty bucks a year for for Game Pass if you bought the twelve months. Yeah, sixty bucks a year just for the live, and that you know that was an always bill, and then you're adding on you know a couple games on top of that a year. Oh my god. And, and like, I think that where there is still going to be an advantage in physical games is obviously in the ability to pick them up on sale. I mean, digital games have the sale too versus the past, but I, I want to toss this to you, Wes, obviously being a developer and being just a heavy gamer yourself. I feel you're kind of a mix uh, out, of the, out of the two because I'm, I'm pretty much gone heavy digital these days i've gone very he heavily digitally gaming like i'm almost looking at <laughs> i'm almost at the point of eyeing my assassin's creed uh steelbook cases that i know has the game inside and taking the contents outside and just selling the disc to somebody because i don't need the disc anymore <laughs> sure sure i'm like i'll keep the cases like i really like the steelbook cases and, and maybe my th i'm thinking to myself like maybe i'll go and Get a huge wall of steelbook cases just to show off. Here's all the, the, the here's all the digital games I own. Like here's here's a representation of it that way. But I don't know, Wes. What what are your thoughts on on the digital versus physical? And 
do you think that physical is it ha has a place to stay in five ten years from now um y yes in five to ten years yes um i it, the idea that it'll drop off yeah absolutely it'll, it'll probably happen sooner than than really we think it will because i think we think of that that idea of like an all digital future being like decades from now but i don't think it's that far off um reason being is that like there's there's that that generation of kids coming up now that they're so used to playing games on iphones and ipads and that kind of thing that the idea of digital has only is the only thing they know yeah you know um and that'll just extend out when and i've i've seen it with you know my my nieces and nephews and that kind of thing where you know they they got interested in PC gaming and it was like okay well here's Steam and they're like okay so I just buy this thing like there was never any question of like okay do I go to a store and buy this game like they were just like oh okay cool just I'll buy it and download it you know I I think that's the generation that's coming up um, I think I think there there will always be at least for for our lifetimes that that place to go and buy physical games because there will absolutely be a market for those people that want to that want to have that physical thing and and you're right like i i'm kind of in that that middle ground like i i will buy digital games for pc because that's really the only way you can with a few odd exceptions um but you know like i i bought monster hunter uh physical yeah you know i i buy my ps4 and ps5 games physical um with very very few exceptions mm -hmm. um i think the only exception on PS3, other than like free games that you get every month, uh, was uh, Mortal Kombat, and that was literally my own. I'm too goddamn excited to play it, and I won't be able to get it until 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. But I could buy it digitally, and I could play it in an hour. Right. So I'm gonna do that. And, and that was literally like the only digital game I bought. Yeah. Um, that I didn't get, you know, that I, that wasn't free. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of in that that middle ground. I I will still buy physical games for consoles, and a lot of that has to do with me just not trusting the longevity of of those those uh, those ecosystems. Mm -hmm. You know, and and we're seeing that now with with PS3, right? So like that's that's the that's the side that's always scared the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. Um, that at some point in the future I wouldn't be able to play a game I bought. You know, that's the yeah. thing I love about physical stuff. Like like Danny said, like, yeah, you can go to the store and buy one of those like those PS one games for, you know, five bucks, ten bucks. You know, obviously unless you're looking for something like really rare, really popular, you know, it's gonna cost you more. Um But then on, on top of that there's also, well, I gotta get the you know, you gotta get a console that will play those things. Um, which, you know, aren't super expensive. Um but they're also getting old, so yeah. getting one in good condition, getting one that's working, yeah. you know, is is going to get harder as time goes on, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so so I I have the luxury that I've just never gotten rid of any system that I've ever owned. I've gotten rid of games over the years, and then ultimately found myself buying them back. Um, so yep. I stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> It, and, and and I kick myself for a few that I got rid of that I'm like, not that I really want to play that game right now, but man, I 
straight up had that Ocarina of Time gold cartridge, and I was like, well, I'm done. I don't have an N64. Like, I, I got rid of an N64 and bought one of those again. Like, I got rid of the N64 and was like, well, I don't have this system. I'm going to get rid of this game. And now I'm like, really fucking wish I had that gold card back. Because <laughs> right? this gray one just doesn't <laughs> look I'm going to have to buy you a gold one, man. Like, at some point, I'm going to get around to it. It's it, There's, like, a list of, like, here's all the games that, that I want to own. Mm-hmm. And then here's the games that are coming out. And these ones keep coming out. And I have to get those because I want to play those now. Whereas the other ones, I'm like, well, I'm probably not going to play that just yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah, so, like, I, I feel that, like, it, it's it's not going to be, like, soon that that digital takes over physical and, and physical really starts to drop off. But I don't think... The more I think about it, the the more I, I think it's it's closer than we might want to think. I, I, I think so, too. And, and it's one of those... It's just like, oh, like a couple years ago, and that's what scares me. A couple years ago, you know, and still, I, I still tout that it's like, you know, when you, when you look at the fine print on a lot of these online subscriptions, like, you don't own anything. I don't, I don't own Star Wars Squadrons. They could revoke my access to Star Wars Squadrons at any point in time because I don't own the game. Right? That's just things that could be done. So it's, you know, when you're subscribing, you're really at the mercy. And, you know, you never know when these games are going to be taken off Game Pass. So there's got to be some sort of, you know, uh, yeah, you just never know, and and then yeah, like, like at that point in time, you have to go out and buy the game if you can still find it. And usually you can, so it's not like a, you know, you won't be able to find it ever again kind of deal. Got a couple of good comments in here from Chat. Gonna re- read out. Uh, Kane's yeah, got a couple good ones here. here. Digital games aren't anything. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, what are you guys saying about me? Yeah, digital games aren't anything new to PC gamers though. I remember getting the collector's edition Dawn of War two back in two thousand nine, getting a bunch of collector's tat and then a, a game case with the code inside. And that's right, Kane. You're hundred percent right over there. Collector's editions. I mean, like I'm just going to uh, move a few things here, and you guys can see I have Star Wars collector's editions tucked behind God. here. And guess what? Is anyone else super nervous right now? Right? There's so much stuff going to fall down. Right? Right? Yeah. But yeah, I have those. They're in a box behind my couch. Right? Yeah. And it's you know they're you know so. And you're right, and that's what kind of has made me, and that's the thing, is I'm playing on PC, and I think if I was playing on Xbox still, that'd be different. I'm still playing on Xbox through Game Pass, but I've transitioned to PC fully. Um, I, I do still buy games phys- uh, physically for Nintendo, and I always buy games physically for Nintendo. I just feel that the money value is there, and it makes sense. And and I think that's that's where physical gaming is going to kind of stick around, because you have Nintendo who does things like and this is where i'm going to bring you and danny on this last one it's a me and mario and this will be our last one of the night but march 31st was the day that many on the internet said was the death of mario day because there were two things uh super mario all-stars and the uh all-star the uh, 35 35th anniversary that challenge game that was on the switch both of those went down as of the 31st you're no longer able to buy them uh in digital stores and in nintendo owned stores they went as far as to pull them from the shelves now i know this isn't the case in other areas in other stores so you can still go and get some copies out there but this kind of this what nintendo did with super mario all-stars is how i think if physical gaming is to stick around that it will stick around is by nintendo launching out products 
that will and for me i find that their move on super mario all-stars was to create a new product in this generation that can be a retro title and accumulate wealth and rarity along the same lines of their other products because they're entering a digital age how do you do it how do you how do you go back and have you know that copy of fire emblem or the wii selling for 180 dollars used mm-hmm. right like i don't know exactly fire emblem path of radiance right you know it's 180 dollars used to, to buy that game right now and you know that's not no specifically a nintendo uh it's a nintendo game but again like you know mario karts like you look at all these games like they're still up there in value and a, a game like super mario all-stars that's combining three from the past up into a future one yeah that one i guarantee you will sell we'll see it for a hundred dollars plus so it'll start selling for more than it was originally worth and you know that that's how you create a a, I don't, a, a to me like a a sustenance um you know of that one, one other thing kane says here about digital games they also keep old games alive longer and that's and, that, and that's another true statement on digital games um being brought in there but uh danny over over to you for march 31st how are you feeling about nintendo cutting ties oh i feel happy because i have uh I have two uh, two copies of my game, one open so I can play and one sealed so that future generation I can uh, pop that up. Uh, like a lot of people don't understand this this ain't nothing new. It, it happens in g- movies, it happens in gaming. Uh Disney's been doing it for oh, what over 30 years now, always uh releasing their movies on either VHS, Blu-ray, uh now 4K. And then taking them off the shelves for uh, basically seven to ten years. Uh, this this goes for yeah, it, like well puts it here the Disney Nintendo vault. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it was just a, Disney just marketed it better by calling. We're gonna put it back in the vault. Yeah, yeah. You know that that's the uh, yeah, but we'll bring it back. It'll be you'll get to play it again. And obviously, like Nintendo's gonna for they're gonna sell Mario Sunshine again, but. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure I'm sure we'll see, we'll see it again, like you like you're saying, Wes. Like uh, with uh, when Super Mario All Stars, the first one came out uh, for the Super NES, basically it disappeared. Like like uh, like the three. Um, Jesus, I, I'm losing my thing right now. Uh, like the new game has basically happened, and it came out years later at the very end of the Super Nintendo's life cycle. Uh, this is something we're gonna see again, and uh to in like as, as always like with with digit um with physical games and keeping those games long like I, I don't know if anybody's been keeping up with the original super mario brothers uh sealed copy sold for like a fortune someone basically had purchased the game uh and then it got trapped in like um uh, in one of their things around the house and it sold for a fortune brand new sealed mint condition that is what i'm always aiming for uh but like i said i always get two copies of of games that i that i actually think that it's going to be successful in the future uh, and make money back uh of course you're not always going to get your money's worth back but uh it's it's a collector's item it's like anything baseball cards uh, back in the day pokemon cards uh, there's 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 so many things that uh that's you can keep for future generations and make a fortune on it or you know it's i i i like it because it's special unique to it being the 35th anniversary mm-hmm. you could only get it at that point of time 
uh, which to you know that's pretty much the point of having a 30th anniversary. Uh, it's oh, uh, sorry, 35th. I'm thinking Sonic. Sonic's 30. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it it makes the game special, and you know, future generations be like, okay, that game came out. Um, you know, whoever has it, it's worth a fortune, or what, or you know, it's worth nothing. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm I'm all for that. I like I like that kind of stuff. I know Wes is completely against it, uh, but I I like when something is special like that. Wes, it's your turn. What do you think about Nintendo pulling this move where games out for six months and they go yoink, not anymore, it's not. I I. I can agree with, you know, it's it's nice when you've got that special thing, you know, like there's 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 a a feeling with with those sorts of things that that you really can't get in in a lot of other ways. Um, That being said, uh, they Nintendo definitely learned when they they put out the the NES classic and, and that they learned that artificial scarcity is a big motivating factor for people to buy things and you know this straight up anonymous sources within nintendo have have said as much um that 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 nintendo feels that by announcing that this was going to go away and it was only going to be available to until this time and never and and not again um that they would sell more copies of it and you know With this particular pack, I think there's probably some sense to that. Um, certainly, if I was going to put together a pack of Mario games for an anniversary collection, uh, there would be a whole there 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 would be different games in there, um, like Mario 64 and and Galaxy are great games. Sunshine, not so much. I respect your opinion, Danny, but you're wrong. <laughs> uh, but even that being said, like if I was going to pick three Mario games, mm-hmm. like I, I would probably pick like Mario World, uh, Mario sixty four, and probably mm-hmm. just Mario one. You know, like just as the Mario one would just be the the uh, uh, the nostalgia thing, I guess more than anything. Like have the first one in there, and then do you know the better ones after that. Um, and honorable mention to Mario three. Um, but yeah, like that's that's kind of my issue with it is that I I can't separate that in my mind the the like hey this is this really cool special thing and I, I I've got a copy as well and it's it's great except for Mario Sunshine and it you know it it's nice to have it um but in my mind I'm like but there's this underbelly the seedy underbelly to this whole thing that I'm just like there's someone in a boardroom somewhere that was like yeah what if we only sold it for like six months and we told them that. At least they told us, I suppose. Yeah, at they least they gave the warning. Say, yeah, they're. I don't know, guys. We we didn't think you guys would want this this much. Um, so, I guess there's there's a plus side to to that scarcity that they at least told us. But I don't know the the the, the corporate side of it bothers me. Um, but uh, but I mean, I I got my copies, so I I guess it's I I went out and bought it, so it's it's right. okay. And I, it, it, I, I really do think that this is going to be something we're going to see more out of, the, out of Nintendo, and I don't think it's just going to be Nintendo who does it. Um, I think this is going to be a way to kind of keep physical there, but like as I'm saying it, like I'm struggling to figure out like why somebody would want to. 
Like at the same time, like why would you want an item that you're not making money off to accumulate in value that you're not making money off? It's like the only the only thing I can think of is obviously you're getting your brand out there. Like that is just PR. And like if that's your angle on it, that's a pretty decent angle. Like, yeah, have you seen that Super Mario All-Stars game for the Switch? Like a physical copy is like 160 bucks on eBay. And you're like, hey, yeah, I have one. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean there are there are like sort of weird obscure Mario games that are harder to to get. Like um there there's a version of Mario All-Stars, the the Super Nintendo game that has Super Mario World uh in uh, built in as well i didn't even know that existed until a few years ago when i just happened to be browsing super nintendo games somewhere yeah. and found one and i was like what the shit is this never even heard about that and i was like well i'm buying this because <laughs> fuck <laughs> i didn't even know this existed <laughs> um you know like there's there's all sorts of i don't like if you played mario is missing it's a bad game don't play it but like but <laughs> i i played it it I, have that I didn't buy it. I just rented that. That game was bad. Yeah. Timulo <laughs> says, I'm super annoyed it's limited run. And sure. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. And then Kane says, Jake, never make that face again. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he doesn't even really specify which one it was. but just... I know which one it was. It was my... I know exactly which one it was. I was watching. I was watching. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm with Kane on this one. Yeah. And uh that's the face, right? See, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like a confirmation. Yeah. It's a heart 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 heart. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Uh but yeah. It's uh Jake, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, says trouble up. No, uh, yeah, I think that wraps it up here tonight uh, for the conversation on player to player. You did miss it, Trouble O. You did. It's okay. We love you here. And you missed the anime. Anime chat was off the hizzle too. They had a good conversation earlier, earlier from uh, seven to eight here. But yeah, that's it for us on player to player. Still say hizzle. Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Man. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. You know what? I'm like, do, do they still say that? I don't know. If I, do. I don't think I don't... so. I think that that's uh, come and gone. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I. I I'm... Can I say uh, that? I don't know. I don't know. Well, Why well, we not? Can try and bring it back. I, I got kids. Yeah, you got kids. Come on. You can say... I'm not. I'm not. Pot my my kids said. Uh, what did he say for the first time today? He said link for the first time today, but he can't make an L word, so it just came out ink. So he said ink today. Jake is still hip that's, and cool. He's down the, with the kids. That's as far as he's gotten. He has very limited vocabulary. So he's 14 <laughs> months old. What do you want, man? 15 months. Old. Jesus Christ, I'm old. Oh, man. Oh, well, yeah, that's it for us tonight on Player to Player, folks. This is always a blast chatting with you, Danny, and US. It's always fun, boys. Our 20 minutes yeah, over time again cool. tonight. You know, uh, it's getting longer. Who's counting, right? <laughs> it's, 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 I got the day off tomorrow. I don't care today. Next ooh, week, though, nice. Uh, nice. I work. I work early, so I'm gonna be dead tomorrow. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Brian, yes, he was talking to the cat. Yeah, that, he, yeah. We don't just randomly talk about Link in the house, but yeah, my my cat is named Link. Kane, we will hit you up with that offer to have you on. I guess we we really want to reach out to uh to some more people to uh 
uh, to, to chat some gaming stuff. So that's what we're going to be doing on player to players, reaching out to some of the, uh, the new people we've met, bringing them on as some guests. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, definitely get you on here. Kane, we don't like that guy. He hates Mario. <laughs> oh, shit. Dan, Danny just like, what the Danny's just about to throw off his jacket right now, but yeah, <laughs> ripping off his Lee shirt. There's a Mario shirt underneath. Danny's like, and chair. But just today says I'm it's Mario time. Today I'm wearing my Chun Li T-shirt from Street Fighter. So I saw that. Yeah, I appreciate that. As a as a Street Fighter Five Chun Li main, I I appreciate that. Oh man, that's great. But yeah, folks, every Monday you can catch us discussing a week of gaming news that you don't want to miss out on because if you do, that means. Or if you don't miss out on it, that means that you're not in the know. Who? That's a tongue twister. <laughs> but yeah, we'll be back here at nine to ten p.m. next Monday, where you'll be able to hear our thoughts on what's happened throughout the week. If you missed any episodes, you can catch us on your favorite podcast platforms. We're over on Spotify. We're over on Apple Podcasts. We're over on all those other ones. There's too many. There's like thirty. I sent this out too. So we're out there. You can find us. Should be able to find us. I guarantee you. I've checked. So yeah. <laughs> And, uh, I've, every I've server. should be able I've, to find you find i've checked us i guarantee it but yeah make sure you go and uh, yeah, if you want to hear up on what else we've discussed and hear our thoughts definitely go check those out and we'll be back next monday to share our thoughts on what happens in the gaming industry and beyond so see you next time folks thank you for tuning in thank you kane thank you brian and bottles thank you timmy low thank you trouble thank you everyone else who has been a part tonight Katie's gym class, Kyla, Willie Lowe, all of you wonderful people. We will see you guys next week and have a great night.